This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Um, I was just telling Jessica, it's Friday afternoon right now. And today, I mean, I know I blog, but like today was a busy day in terms of <laughs> everything that was coming across. is like, oh, my God, that's huge uh-huh. news. And then 10 minutes later, oh, my God, that's bigger news. I'm not waiting until later to do this. So here's the first thing. Let's talk about this, because I think we've alluded to it in the past couple of weeks. We are it's very with, subtle and mysterious. So uh, It's Ark Encounter. It's about Ark Encounter. Oh, yeah. But here's what's happened in the past week, and I want to make sure I get some of these numbers right. Okay. So uh, when Ark Encounter was being proposed, one of the most controversial aspects of Ark Encounter mm-hmm. is that they applied to the state of Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they said, we're a tourist attraction. doesn't matter that we're Christian, and sure. this is creationism. Uh, we want to apply for the tax benefit you give to other companies that also are tourist attractions, which is to say, I think like 25% of the sales tax from tickets Uh and sales of some other stuff, normally it would be money you pay to the state Uh in taxes, but they get a rebate on some of that. So 25% of the sales tax, they get back. Okay. And that's with the idea of, oh, we're bringing... You know, we're bringing people and tourism and, you know, our booming economic system yep. to we're your helping little the state. Kentucky town. Yep. And to the state. So, yeah, give us a little bit back for it. Right. It's That's not a bad idea. Right. The, the reason that was even controversial, though, is not because they were Christian per se, uh-huh. but because they discriminated in hiring. They said we're only hiring, you know, other people who think like but us. they weren't clear about that at the, from the jump, they were not right? clear that was something they kind of snuck in yeah okay. they got the tourism grant uh-huh. and then they then people realize that oh you're only hiring young earth creationists uh-huh. and people who say gay people shouldn't have equal rights like you had to agree to those things and some other stuff so uh, this went through the court system the courts eventually ruled that it was okay for them to do that they could still really? get the benefits yep it was frustrating but that's what the court said gross all right so what that meant is if the attendance projections for Ark Encounter uh-huh. turned out to be what Ark Encounter said they were going to be, and the state did their own number crunching uh-huh. and said, yep, we think you'll hit whatever X amount of people in 10 years, mm-hmm. that could have meant up to uh, $18 million in rebates wow. that Ark Encounter could have gotten over the next decade. Oof. Big deal. Yeah. And they got it approved. Okay, so we're done with that. We move on. Um, it's now been open for a full year, and one of the questions people are asking is, what's the attendance at Ark Encounter? Uh-huh. Uh, because we'd like to know sure. if it matches Ken Ham's expectations. But the other reason is the money they're getting from the rebate depends on attendance, which means the state of Kentucky is going to know the actual right. numbers. There's no way to hide that. There's no way to hide that. So we, we don't have those numbers yet. Okay, okay, so that's all happening. A couple of weeks ago, one of the ongoing sagas of Ark Encounter is that they haven't really helped the local economy. Uh, The city of Williamstown, like business is not booming there. And Ken Ham blamed it on atheists. (laughs) Ken Ham blamed it on atheists for talking shit about Ark Encounter and the hotels in Williamstown. There's two of them. It doesn't hold the people. Right. uh, Even though there are a lot of hotels within like 15 minutes away. Um, He's blamed basically everybody but himself for this. 
But the city of Williamstown says, you know what? There are more people coming to okay. Williamstown because of Ark Encounter. And because of that, we also need to provide more fire trucks and police cars and safety. I mean, there's a lot of old people who visit Ark Encounter, you know? Mm-hmm. That's their clientele. And people have health issues. They might faint, whatever. Uh-huh. They need to it's get a fire. It's hot in Kentucky. It's in the swamp. So the fire swamp? truck, well, uh, close enough. Sure. I'm sure there's a swamp. It's not a swamp. I'm sorry. They got to send a fire truck there to, or a Hills? police car to take care of some of these people uh-huh. or the ambulance, whatever. So they instituted the city of Williamstown, the city council uh-huh. said, let's issue a 50 cent per ticket fee, a safety fee okay. for every ticket taking place in Williamstown. And what that really means is Ark Encounter and like two places no one ever visits. Okay. <laughs> but really, this is 50 cents per ticket that would go to a safety fee to okay. pay for fire trucks and police cars. Um, and if the attendance numbers are right, which who knows if they're right, mm-hmm. uh, based on the estimate of 1.4 million people visiting Ark Encounter per year, okay. that's $700,000. Yeah. And I think... Williamstown only budgeted $715,000 for the safety fee. Like, they were assuming Ark Encounter is paying for the bulk of this. Sure. If it's institute. So, they passed the safety fee, 50 cent fee. Ark Encounter says, we don't want to pay that. Oh, that's nice of them. And so, what they do is they say, you know what? You, we will compromise with you. We'll only pay $350,000 a year, maximum. And the city of Williamstown says, no, oh. because we will have to spend a lot more to take care of all these people. The 50 cent per person fee is actually like, it's not a random arbitrary number. Right. You it need was this. carefully selected <laughs> so they can have ambulances. And yep. Shit. And then Ark Encounter tried again. I think they said we'll pay a five hundred thousand max. And again, so Ark Encounter has Those said, they're so, so generous. I know. They said our attendance is going to go up, which means you're capping it even below year one. Right. Attendance. So, I mean, they're lowballing projected, projected tenants. So, they're lowballing their own numbers. Uh-huh. So, again, the city's like, that's not okay. They're trying to work out a compromise behind the scenes. Um, and we don't know what that resolution is yet. I mean, and I don't know a lot about how any of this works, but like, I feel like Ark Encounter is kind of holding all the strings at this point. Like, they're there and they exist. If they don't agree to the terms of the city, what repercussions are there do you know well the city can say all ticket taking places have to pay us 50 cents and ark encounters only response at that point would have to be filing a lawsuit i guess or saying i don't know what they can do the city has the right to set these rules right and ark encounter which got by the way a ton of perks from the city to build there I mean, you would think, I mean, forget the legal, forget the economical thing, just on an ethical level. Right. Well, <laughs> we're paying for ambulances and fire trucks to help the city be better be for tourists. Like, if you want tourists to come there, help them with the safety things. But, okay, the other option that Ark Encounter has is they tried saying cap us at a certain amount. Uh-huh. City has said no so far, and they're still working that out. Here's the second thing Ark Encounter has tried to do, and they actually went through with this. They decided in the past week, let us... Actually, they did this at the end of June. This is about uh, three weeks ago as we're making this, but it became public over the last week. Okay. They said Ark Encounter is run as a for-profit corporation. That is how they got all these tax breaks. They said, don't think of us as a ministry. Uh-huh. Think of us as a secular, quote-unquote, like tourist attraction right, and treat right. us that way. That's why we should get these tax breaks. They sold the company to a group called Crosswater Canyon. 
interesting. Crosswater Canyon is also owned by Ken Ham and the Creationists. They basically sold Ark Encounter to themselves for 10 bucks. No. The whole thing. I'm sorry. $10 or like? For less than a quarter of the price of admission, they sold the entire thing to themselves. Uh, What? Yeah. And why did they do this? Because they basically sold it to Crosswater Canyon, which is a non-profit organization. Oh, those motherfuckers. Oh, I know. They sold it to the nonprofit. Therefore, they can now say, we're a nonprofit. Hey, guess what, city of Williamstown? You can't charge us a tax because we're a church now, more or less. Seriously? Yeah, you don't get anything from us. But are the repercussions on the other end of like, okay, well, then give us our $18 million. You know, oh, we're going to sit oh, on the Oh, you see where I'm going with this. Oh, okay. So in the days following this. So oh, I know. So in the days following, like the Freedom From Religion Foundation, uh-huh. uh, today's Friday. On Thursday, they basically sent a letter saying, hey, state of Kentucky, if they're a nonprofit, you should not be giving them a tax break. Yeah. The tax refund. The city of Kentucky, it turns out already sent a letter to Ark Encounter a few days ago that says, hey, we know what you did, and you know that this is not okay. Not only do you know this is not okay, uh, wait, get this, they actually quoted a thing that Ken Ham published on his website. I'm going to read this to you. The state of Kentucky, let me repeat, sent this to Ken Ham and his creationist team. Quote, We believe, to their lawyer, I should say, we believe that your client is aware that they may not be eligible for state tax incentives if the ARC project is owned by a nonprofit. And how does the state know that Ken Ham should know all this? They quote from ARC Encounter's website. The for-profit LLC structure also allows the ARC Encounter to be eligible for various (gasps) economic development incentives that would not have been available with a nonprofit structure. Ken Ham wrote that on the website for Ark Encounter years ago and then deleted it, <gasps> but it, it's still archived. We still have access to that page. The state of Kentucky's like, we know you wrote that. We're quoting it back to you. I you know what you did. I love this Oh, every so part of this is beautiful. Much. And then the state of Kentucky goes on to say, the lawyer for the state says, Please be advised that no further incentives may accrue from sales tax. Fuck yeah. Uh, In English, he's saying you're not getting any more money from the state as of the date of the transfer on June June 28th. Yep. (laughs) Oh my God. So they will get whatever the tax incentive rebate was for year one, not even year one because it opened July 7th. For almost year one. And then we're done after that because we know what you did. To put this another way. The state, uh, Ark Encounter could have gotten up to $18 million over the next decade. But they threw it away for $700,000. threw it away for the $700,000 a year rebate. Or I'm sorry, the safety fee that they didn't want to pay. Like, I know they're bad at science. Who knew they sucked at math too? Oh my <laughs> God. This is insanity. Uh-huh. This is like... <laughs> th- this and they like use their own words. Book. They use their own Michael words Clayton? against them. I don't know which who we're talking who about. Writes about lawyers. I thought that was a movie. No, uh, John Grisham. John Grisham. Who's Michael Clayton? Uh, Michael Crichton does Jurassic Park. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael Clayton, I think, is some movie that I've never seen. <laughs> Michael Clayton might be a thing I made up just now because so, I'm just so happy. <laughs> this is glorious. So that <laughs> this is where we're at as of this morning that we're doing the podcast. And so this is why you had to skip lunch today? This is why I'm like, I'm not eating. This is too juicy. I'm yeah, playing are, with this. He texts me and said, are we okay for three? And like 30 seconds later, can we go to 3.30? <laughs> this stuff keeps happening. So... I don't know what Ken Ham's response is going to be. I don't I, know if he's going to say this is Christian persecution, even though this is... Ju- I mean, here's what I don't get. Ark Encounter, for all the uh, mockery of science and creation stuff, they have money, and they ought to have good lawyers. Someone had to yeah. tell them, look, if you change it to a nonprofit, like, something I else mean, is going to give. I feel like, listen, again, I'm not that smart, but I figured that out in a second while you were telling me that story. So, like, it's not even a problem with their lawyers. It's a problem with, like, good old-fashioned paying attention to how the world works. <laughs> or do you think they just thought they could get away with it? I mean, that They've must be They've gotten away it. with so much. Right. So why not? And so I don't know what's going to happen with the $18 million sales rebate, uh-huh. how our Ken Ham is going to respond. I don't know what's going to happen with the Williamstown safety fee because they still haven't technically figured out what to do. Like, is our yeah, Encounter out of it? they need that money. Um, yeah, but if it's a nonprofit, then they're not getting anything. So what is the deal? So anyway... Guys, raise your ticket prices by 50 fucking cents I know. and get them an ambulance. They already cost 40 bucks a person. You think people are going to come all the way there and say, oh, it's $40.50 okay, w- and turn their car around to the swamp? What are you... <laughs> I don't think it's in a swamp. I know Kentucky <laughs> is in the Appalachian region. I just don't know. I've just been to Louisville in the summer. It's real hot. That's in muggy. Anyway, I... What are your profit margins that I, you're charging 40 bucks a fucking head yeah. for what? Like, is there, it's not like they're rides or. Uh, there will are, be. They're working on installing, but they're, they're not there yet. What is the ride going to be here? Uh, in the creation museum, it's a zip line. Oh, actually, I, I, do, like, I do like a zip line. <laughs> I think they have a petting zoo maybe at one think, or the uh, both. Do I you think it's like, here, simulate how you drown if you weren't on the ark? Now, see, I, w- I would, that sounds interesting, yeah. but they's not going to do that. No. But yeah, so that's the Ark Encounter story for now. Who knows? We've been talking for 10 minutes. I'm sure there's been another crazy thing happening. What an outstanding story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that just made me so happy. <laughs> and then I got one more for you dealing with the Ark, uh, with the creationist thing, because they aired a clip last week. They have, okay, Answers in Genesis has a YouTube only news program. Oh, that is basically, oh really? That is basically Ken Ham and a couple of the doctors, legit doctor phds on PhDs, staff not phds on staff they, they kind of sit there and talk about the news they're doing what we're doing uh-huh. behind like a screen that has their logo on it we should do that no well when i tell you what they <laughs> I do like on this one, to put i know on that's exactly it i'm like i'm not going out in public <laughs> right now so they do this fine whatever that's not a big deal uh-huh. and it's they usually talk about stuff that is to me not that interesting mm-hmm. But they recently were talking about the rise in flat, the flat earth movement. And like, they want to make fun of it too. Because even it. the creationists oh, know. Oh, you that found the flat your line, Ken Ham. Good <laughs> exactly. job. Um, so two of their PhDs uh, were uh, Georgia Purdom and Danny Faulkner. They both have PhDs, I think. I know Georgia Purdom does from like a legit university. I don't know about Faulkner. But they're both talking about the flat earth stuff. Mm-hmm. Faulkner basically says... He wants to say, look, I know where some of the flat earthers, like, I know what they're citing. I Uh know what they're saying to justify it. And he wants to say, but they're wrong. Sure. 
But some of the ways they justify the flat earth thing is by pointing to things in the Bible. Because the Bible has references to like oh, the four no. corners of the earth, even though it's which not is flat, which sounds flat, flat, but is. it's not. And what Falconer basically says at one point, I'm going to quote you. Some people, I mean, they accuse us of believing everything in the Bible is literal. Well, we don't believe everything in the Bible is literal. Nobody really believes that the Bible is completely literal. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) The creationists are mad at the flat earthers for taking the Bible too literally. That's where we're at. And then Purdom adds, we need to take the Bible as it's written, not everything literally. I don't know anyone that does that. Really? Um, really? Look around you. You're in the studio. I'm bummed it because I was formulating a really good joke about how Faulkner probably said everything in rambling streams of thought. <laughs> but that really kind of stepped all over that. Oh, man. It's a Faulkner joke. Um, the whole purpose of Answers in Genesis is, is everything in the first few pages of the Bible is literally true. And we're going to di- create monuments to that. Uh, but the flat what earthers, they're the crazy. Ones. I take one day and all I do is watch Game of Thrones and like <laughs> the world turns inside out. Uh huh. And flipped like a pancake because it's flat. <laughs> so. But square, like a <laughs> waffle? Square My waffle? favorite part is he literally held up like what looks to be a drink coaster, like a flat coaster, oh, uh-huh. to be like, this is what they believe, aren't they silly? It's like, dude, you're standing in front of a thing that has dinosaurs and humans in the same screen. Oh, the dinosaur saddles. Oh, my God. That is... Oh. Oh, my God. These people in Kentucky. No, I like most of the Kentucky people. These Kentucky creationists people in Kentucky. are great. They make excellent food. Oh, so... Bourbon. That yeah, is just that is next level. <laughs> like, do they hear themselves? I want to believe they do, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we can I move d- on. I but... mean, I mean, I'm a little stunned right now. <laughs> I don't know how it's I can so move on. much. Where do they get off? Do they not recognize how they, they look? Do they have any self awareness about this stuff? It's just, I don't, I can't. I mean, I know I'm supposed to be saying pithy things, but I'm just so <laughs> blown away by you everything right now. have one job, Jess. I know. <laughs> it's because we record early. I don't have wine. wine I know. Wine's my funny juice. <laughs> okay. Gross. Different story altogether. Yeah. Um, this one started out where I didn't think this was a big deal, uh-huh. but then you read it and you're like, wait a minute. Okay. There's a website, uh, LDS Living. It's a Mormon news site, whatever. They published this article by a writer named Jason Wright, with a W. Jason Wright, some best-selling author, according to his website. He writes a lot of stuff, been mm-hmm. published a lot of places. Mm-hmm. I think what happened is he sent them a post, and they're like, boom, let's... This is what I thought. Okay. He sent them a post, and they said, all right, we'll publish it. And the post was telling the inspirational story of a young Mormon boy named Caden. And Caden is like a lot of Mormon boys. He's at that age where you have to do your two-year mission. That's such trip. a good Mormon boy name. I know, right? Caden. Um, I love it. So he's going on his two-year mission, but uh-huh. it, and his family goes on vacation uh-huh. the weekend before he leaves to the Mormon training center, where you get your where you learn how to do a Mormon mission trip. Uh-huh. Um, everyone does this. So his family's out to vacation. They're at Bryce Canyon. Do you Canyon. think it, like language training? Meaning, oh, I don't think they like get language they- training. Um, like most like, of I most of what I know about mission trips comes from Book of Mormon, so yeah, I'm right. not going to pretend I'm an expert. But I I feel like they go all around the world. Like, they do, do go they, all around the world. Are they just dropped in there? 
I think they have a, I don't know how long it is. Sorry, Mormons. It's like a two week training camp and then they find out where they're going to go. Um, oh yeah, I remember that song. But, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so he was about or to do Lambo. this thing. <laughs> um, so he goes, he wa- he's going to go to this camp, but he, okay. his family's at Bryce Canyon, him, I think his two siblings and the parents. And he tells his parents, I don't think I want to do this. Wow. Which is a big deal to say, especially the day before you're going to Mormon training center. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> pop that one in a little earlier, buddy. Yeah. So he tells them, I, I don't think I want to go. Uh-huh. And what do his parents do? They're Tell like, them it's okay? Yeah, no, of course they don't do that. Come on. Uh... They say, hey, other kids, get in the car. And then they drive off without Caden. <gasps> What? They leave him there and drive the hell away. At Bryce Canyon? Yeah, uh-huh, which is a big place. That's empty. I don't think the Wi-Fi is that good. Like they just leave him. What is Without a phone, by the way. No week? phone. I know. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I want to make sure I'm yes. understanding. Are we talking that I'm going to eat an apple while okay. you do Okay, yeah, this? yeah, right into the mic. Yeah. Are they doing it like in the middle of nowhere, like literally in a canyon? Or is it like at the... Visitor center because um, I feel like those are really different. That's true. I don't know. They did not get that specific in the story, but it it's not like somewhere even... where he could just hop on another car sure, and sure, leave. Sure, sure. They left. They left their son in a canyon mm-hmm. because he didn't want to go on a trip. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. Is this out of? Oh yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> eating. No, no, I mean I. It, oh my God! How is this? How are these human people? And do they? Did they do? Okay, here's what I want to know: Did they do it as a? This will show you, or a fuck you. We don't want to talk to you anymore. Or yeah. like you'll learn a lesson. Were they trying to teach him a lesson? Totally good question to ask. Thank you. Um, the mother uh said leaving Caden in Bryce Canyon wasn't out of anger. Our hearts were broken. His future suddenly became unclear. We felt like failures at parents. She believes, she believes their only choice was to put their son in the hands of the Lord in their creative way. Hey, hey, lady. Hey, it's me, Jessica, your friend. The thing that actually makes you fail at, a, at parenting is abandoning your human child in yep. a canyon. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I yelled a lot. She abandoned. She okay. abandoned him Wait. in the canyon. So she, because he doesn't want to do this, tr- and did he say why? Like, was it a crisis of faith, or was it just like, I'm afraid of leaving, or safety, or just didn't fucking want to, I don't, because that's a bummer. I don't think that detail was in the story. I, I'm guessing it was just a crisis of doubt. Like, he was having doubts about faith, uh-huh. and like, uh, you don't want to dedicate two years of your life on sure. a mission trip where that's all you're doing if you're not 100% into that. Uh-huh. So I think that's where he was coming from. And so here's what happens. Parents drive away. Uh, if I have the story right, oh he God. walks his way to a gas station somewhere there. So uh-huh. I guess he was close to the rim of the canyon or yeah. something. Uh, whoever is inside that gas station, they let him... Called the police. Well, they let him use a phone. 18 Is it 18-ish? I hope. Ish. They let him make a phone call. He calls his grandparents, who are, I guess, in the region somewhere. Uh He's like, can you pick me up? They say, we can't get there until tomorrow morning because it's far away, but we'll come there and get you. Then the people who run the gas station are like, we have a place you could stay at here. You could stay with us. And he does that. And the next morning, Grandpa picks him up. So very good on them. Thank you, gas station people. You're awesome. Uh Grandpa comes by. 
and this is where the rest of the article goes. Here's where it gets quote unquote inspirational. I'm s- wait. It, this is this still is an inspirational. Po- this is all a positive this story. Is a positive story. Yes. According to whom? Uh, according to Mr. A, um, Jason Wright. So okay. so, Grandpa picks him up. Grandpa says to him in the car on their way back. Um, he basically says, and I'm paraphrasing here. I understand where you're coming from. Are the grandparents from. Mormon? I'm sorry. Yes, I okay. would assume so. Uh, the grandpa says to him, just go to the training center for the two weeks or whatever. Give it a shot. If after the training period, you're still having these doubts. Then run away and never return. He said, we'll pick you up. You don't have to go on the mission trip. No further questions from us. We'll still love you. That's what the grandfather said. Um, which I kind of understand that reaction to if you're a devout Mormon person. I mean, person. it's more reasonable than abandoning yeah, exactly. your child. Yes. Uh, and guess what? Caden went to Mormon training center for the two weeks. Uh-huh. Somewhere in that time, he's like, you know what? I do believe in all this. Okay. He goes on his Mormon trip. He is, I think, done with the first year of it. Where is he? Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, but he's, I ask details. I no, know you don't good. have them. I don't have this one. <laughs> Uh, but he's he's a devout Mormon. He made a video explaining, haha, look at this whole story, the crazy thing that happened last year. Yeah, but now I'm a devout Mormon. Abandoned. Yes. So here's here's where this uh, that's the story. That that's why this is inspirational because this man had a crisis of faith and then got look at what abandoned his, by his abandoned. fucking look family. What his, look what his grandfather did, I'm and now he so believes. Mad. So this was published on this website, LDS Living. And what were the reactions? Well. It was the way I got a hold of this article is someone sent me a Google cached version of this. So it wasn't on their website anymore. Oh. Um, and so I read the article. I'm like, why would they publish that? Like, that's not inspirational. Why would the guy write that? Yeah. It's not inspirational. And the ex-Mormon subreddit, the mm-hmm. uh, there were a lot of Mormon critics online who were bashing it for exactly the reason you're saying. Yeah. And they're like, this is not inspirational. This is horrific. Yeah. This is awful. So. Today, again, Friday, busy day. Friday the 21st. Uh, 21st, yeah. 21st, huh? 21st. Uh, they published an apology. Oh. And I have, here's basically what they said. Uh-huh. And I will say, oh, let me preface this. I believe the apology. Okay. What the person said is, this writer, this best-selling writer, who has written for us before, uh-huh. sends us this article. So let, let's assume they're using WordPress or whatever they're using to publish yeah. their stuff. They basically copied it, pasted it in the WordPress document and got it mocked up. Uh-huh. And then they start the editing process. As okay. I mean, I kind of do that too. I'll write up a bunch of stuff and then it's like, all right, let me read through everything I just wrote. Oh, I shouldn't say that at all. Yeah. That's not or what I mean. Or you do that like if I would write something, it goes through oh, you. Yeah. So- uh, edit- yeah, writers for the site will send me articles. They'll draft them up in there. Then I kind of go through and, and do the editing. That's what they were doing. And the, the it's a small staff that works on this website. Okay. I think they read through it, this person said, and they're like, oh, this is not inspirational at all. They all had the same reaction we just did. Oh, so they're regular human people. Yes. And they're like, this is not inspirational. So the discussion they were having behind the scenes is, is there any way to salvage a story that came from one of our writers, uh, someone who contributes to us a lot? Uh And... I think what they ultimately decided is we cannot talk about the abandonment. That's horrible. Right. Let's try to focus on the grandfather picking him up and that part. 
Yeah. yeah. So my reaction is the same, which is it's still not inspirational because no. why does the grandfather have to pick him up? It's because his family abandoned him. So you can't get away from that. But they ended up publishing and keeping on their site this sanitized version that glosses over the whole abandonment thing. Uh-huh. And it's all about grandpa and it's about this crisis of faith and how he believes in, you know, Heavenly Father now. Uh-huh. But that's the part they wanted to publish. And you know what? If they had published that story, I don't think anyone would have noticed or cared. But but the draft version of the site, and this is why this person published an apology, the draft version got published accidentally. Like oh, a click of a button, it sure, accidentally sure, sure. went up. It was up for a few minutes before they realized it was up, and they took it down. A few minutes is forever in internet it, time. And it was long enough for people to, like, cache it or take a screenshot or archive it and uh-huh. pass it around the internet world. And they're like, look... It was a really bad story and a bad message. Yeah. Um, I forgot if the person writing the apology said she was a mother or not, but they all kind of were like, no, that's not a thing we want to do because sure. we understand that there is this controversy, especially within the Mormon world, about how you deal with kids who may not believe the way you do. Uh-huh. And the last thing we want to do is suggest that this is you know, a possible for this solution. Kid. Right. <laughs> so they didn't want to do it. So they said, does it have to be Bryce Canyon? No, but I bet it's close to you. So they apologized for publishing it. They they tried to explain, look, we didn't mean to publish it. And all that said, I actually, I believe them. And I think the LDS living people, they shouldn't be blamed for all of this. I actually reached out to the writer of the article because he's the guy who's bothering me the most in all this. He actually wrote this as an inspirational story. He didn't accidentally write it yeah, as an inspirational story. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like story. an honest mistake on the part of the... The editors, yeah, LDS of that Life, site. You said? LDS Living, yeah. Living. They made an honest mistake. Sure, fine. This guy wrote it. He has not written back to me. As far as I know, he has not responded to the backlash. Really? Like, the LDS Living folks are getting the brunt of all this backlash and criticism... But this guy's just it's hiding like, away. Oh, that sucks. Oh, oh I want to hear his take on it. I want to hear him defend this or not defend it. I'd like to hear an apology from him. And this guy's like nowhere to be found. Really? Yeah. So that was. I wonder if he got paid for it. I don't know. I, I don't know how I it works. I on the wrong thing sometimes. No, it's all good. But uh, anyway, th- it's it's not an inspirational That's such story. A sad it's a horrible story. story. I mean, is it, is it true? Uh, the kid, Caden, I think the reason what I see, saw in the apology note uh-huh. is that Caden actually published a video, maybe to Facebook Live or something, where he kind of told his story. Oh, okay. And Jason Wright, the writer, saw that video or came across it. Okay. And I don't know if he talked to the kid in question or not, or he just used the video as the basis for this article. Uh-huh. But I think the writer based it off of this video. Um, and so the kid... And he kid, must have talked to the parents right because you said because the there was quoting the i don't know if i don't know if the boy like talked about this is what oh, my mom said sure. or whatever but anyway uh, not inspirational even though it's coming from the kid and that's yeah, his experience that's fine if you're abuse yeah dude. kid if you're not bothered by it all right i'm not gonna make you pretend you're bothered yeah, I by can't, it i can't live your experience for right you. but the writer should have mm. god all right this is a real roller coaster of a podcast <sighs> for me today i know um all right Next one. Okay. Uh, that I really want to talk about. Uh, I forgot if we talked about this one or not. I'll let you know. There is a city in Minnesota called Belle Plaine. Okay. They have a public park, and they recently, uh, oh, a couple years ago, maybe last Supreme year, Court with the playground and the funding. Different story. Shit. That's all right. 
Um, the leaders, the city council in Belle Plaine, said, we want to put up a veterans monument in the park. Oh, okay. So they put up a monument. I think another group donated the monument, but it was a soldier kneeling at the base of like a Christian cross. Okay. This is actually a, a common veterans monument, uh-huh. but it is Christian. Yeah. Like there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a secular cross, you know. Yeah, right. They're slightly uh, curved at the top. <laughs> so here's the question that the city apparently didn't anticipate, but that they had to reckon with. Do we keep it up there and face a lawsuit because it's endorsement of Christianity? Mm-hmm. Or do we open the floor up to other monuments and create a public free speech zone or a public forum or a limited public forum anyway? Yeah. And what they decided is, let's just keep it there and we'll make it a free speech zone. Okay. All of a sudden, enter the Satanic Temple. And they're like, guess what? We have a monument we would like to create. I like them so I much. Know. It meets all your specifications. It it's like a it looks like a giant black cube Ooh. with etched out drawings and quotations Sounds or whatever. Fucking metal, man. <laughs> you know, it looks like I'm sure it looks horrifying to outsiders, but uh-huh. it's actually if you look at the symbolism and what the artist was trying to go for, it's sure. like, wow, that's pretty inspirational. Like, yeah. not I'm gonna leave my Mormon kid in a canyon inspirational, but like <laughs> actually inspirational. So they made it. They actually made this <laughs> monument. They paid for it. They made it. They said, here you go. Uh, put it in your park. Uh, and all of a sudden, the city council's like, oh, crap. Someone called our bluff. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so they're like, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> so they there was a day coming up uh, this past week when they were going to install the satanic monument. But the weekend before, there were protests going on because Christians didn't want it to be there. Too fucking bad, Christians. Exactly. Your shit is everywhere. they don't understand the law. So you had Christians who were going to protest. So the city council's like, oh no, there are these protests coming. Let's take away the Christian monument. Uh And their justification, I think at the time was, we don't want it to get vandalized in the middle of the protests. Uh But really, it was just an easy way for them to remove the monument. Put some velvet ropes around it, dude. Where's the museum? And then a couple days later, the city council says, you know what? We're going to not have a free speech zone. We're just going to get rid of this monument and not put it back. Okay. So, okay, fine. This is where That's we should have been from the beginning. It's kind It kind of sucks for the Satanic Temple because they paid money to build a monument. Don't and <gasps> do I don't know what yard? they're going to do oh, with it. we don't it. have yards, do we? No, but here's the beautiful thing uh, as we make this uh, podcast. Late last night, Thursday night, uh, the spokesperson for the Satanic Temple, Lucian Greaves, uh-huh. Tucker Carlson's like, come talk to me <gasps> on Fox News. <gasps> and you think what? he's going to... I know. So you think... Tucker Carlson wants to like just rip him apart and show people like, look, Satanists, they're evil. Yeah, look Lucian at Lucian is totally cool, composed, saying, no, we represent enlightenment values and this is open to the public. We wanted to make yeah, a monument he's been on for our veterans. Show before, right? Yeah, we've talked to him before. He was chill. Totally chill. It was a really good segment for him. At the really? very at the very end, uh, as they're fading away, Lucian's like, to Tucker, you know, you should give us a shot. And Tucker Carlson's like, yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> and then the segment ends. Us being like, you should become a Satanist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my God. So that's where they're, they, there's this thing called Lucian's Law that I forgot who dubbed it online, uh-huh. but it's it's funny just because it happens every time. If the Satanists come to town, all of a sudden all these, it's free to the public, free uh-huh. speech zone, those shut down quickly. <laughs> People, it's the same thing with city council invocation prayers. Yep. Like you'll say it's open to everybody. Then a Satanist comes to town and you're Hi. like, oh, we should get rid of prayers now. <laughs> it works. 
It used to work with atheists, and we don't have that same sting oh, anymore. I know. But it oh, works. We're with too Satanists. mainstream. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're like top 150 on the religion and spirituality <laughs> podcast. Look out, mainstream Boom. America. Uh, okay, different story altogether. Oh my god. Uh, in Wisconsin, uh, so you know this is going to be good. Uh, if you're a doctor in Wisconsin and you want to do OBGYN stuff, you oh, have to no. go through training, um, as any medical student does. And if you're... My palms just started sweating. As soon as you said <laughs> OBGYN, this is going to be bad. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all safe for work. It's all good. Um, the accrediting body for the medical schools okay. and everything actually says if you're training students in OBGYN stuff, you have to at least offer them abortion training. You have okay. to offer it. They don't have to take you up on it, but it, you have to offer that to them. And because the state of Wisconsin, I think, doesn't allow, like, the training of abortion at state-funded schools or something, oh, what, what the me. University of like, Wisconsin does, because mm -hmm. they have the big campus in Madison and elsewhere, they say, fine, we'll outsource that training to Planned Parenthood, because the students will get the training they need through Planned Parenthood's professionals on staff sure. and stuff like that. And that's worked just fine. I uh, bet it's going to, and it's going to continue to work and everybody's getting, has safe and easy access to abortion. <laughs> and we're next story. Yeah, we're not done yet. So that's how they've been doing it for a while. Now, to add to that, they actually have in Wisconsin something called a rural residency program because that there just are, trips off the tongue. I know. Huh? <laughs> um, I'm going to read this directly. 20 of the state's 72 counties don't have a single OBGYN working there. Yeah. None? They don't have any. So any OBGYN. So we're not none. talking like abortion providers. We're talking no, 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 about OBGYN. OBGYN. So they like, don't work if there. you want to. And this is common in a lot of rural areas yeah, where you don't have like a specific type of professional or a doctor. Because, yeah. I mean, that doctor would be out of business. You only serve a handful of people. Right. And, and if they don't need you, what are you going to do? So if you're a doctor, types. you work in a bigger city. Sure. Of and course. They have to and maybe you go to uh, those, the people in the rural areas, they have to come to you. Oof. But when it's 20 counties that don't have a single, single OBGYN, so here's what Wisconsin does. They wanted to create a rural residency program okay. to make sure people, women in those counties, have access. Oh, okay. So they have a way to make that work. Like, I don't know what the specifics of the program are. It's irrelevant to the story. But the idea is maybe, I've seen this in other states, uh -huh. look, if you promise to work in these underserved areas, uh -huh. we'll help you pay for your loans for medical school. Things. Oh, yeah, they used to There's ways like, to do uh, that. Teachers, if yes. you teach in, in uh, impoverished areas, exactly. you get loans forgiven. So there's a I new, don't do that anymore, I don't think. <laughs> there's a bill uh, introduced by a state representative, Andre Jacques. Oh. Yes. Uh -huh. He basically says that his bill would ban medical students at public schools from even learning how to perform abortions. It would French motherfucker. <laughs> it would prohibit doctors from performing or assisting in an abortion anywhere other than a hospital. Let me, let me say that again. This bill basically says, look, I know Roe v. Wade is still the law of the land, so how can I make this as complicated as possible for women to obtain an abortion? Well, guess what? If you go to one of our state medical schools, you can't learn how to do abortions. And if you're a doctor, if you want to do an abortion, you have to do it in a hospital. Like, it's this double whammy of we're not going to train you here, and we're going to make it harder for doctors to perform the surgery unless they're at a hospital, which not all doctors have that, like, hospital access, whatever. Which also, if you're, it's like a first trimester type of thing, you don't need to do it at a hospital. It's 
It's a pill. It's a pill. It's two so, pills. I think it's two pills. Like, that's the bill he wants to pay. Here's why this is especially bad, besides the obvious abortion stuff. If the students can't get trained in abortion training and they can't get the training they need, what are they going to do? If you're an OBGYN and you want to be a resident or something, you're just not going to come to Wisconsin. Yeah. You're going to get your training in another state that knows what they're doing and will mm-hmm. train you. And what that also means is if you got trained in, say, Boston, uh-huh. you're not probably going to come back to Wisconsin to work in the rural communities. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough to get people in Wisconsin to serve the rural communities. So this is basically saying, hey, doctors who are interested in becoming OBGYNs and need the training, if you want to get training that counts because the accreditation agency makes you have to have this training available, don't come to University of Wisconsin Medical Schools. Go somewhere else, and then the state needs you back. It's just not going to happen. So not only is this anti-abortion, it's anti-education for the students who need it, for the doctors who need it, who are now have an incentive to get the hell out of Wisconsin if they want proper training, which makes it harder for them to come back to the state to perform these surgeries if anyone needs them. That bill is proposed. It's not in law, but people have to fight against it now because it's out there. Go ahead and grab an an apple. I've got a rant to do. Okay, so so this is the problem. Okay, and so I spent... An embarrassingly large amount of time yesterday having an argument with this girl I know on Facebook about that thing I, I posted on Twitter. This is you a commented wise use on of it. Time. Listen, I'm unemployed and applying <laughs> for jobs sucks. And I was watching Game of Thrones at the time. <laughs> Just started again because I realized I have no idea what the fuck is going on in that goddamn show. Anyway, so so essentially this this BuzzFeed article, and it was from 2014, as you pointed out, but it was a bunch of like young women saying why they don't do birth control. It and was a bunch of pictures of yeah, why like I don't those use birth very, control. That very like BuzzFeedy thing of like, I write my reason on a board and hold it and have a serious face. Um, and a lot of that, and, 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 don't, and don't get me wrong, I could not care less whether or not people use birth control if that is their choice and if they have the education and the options. However, what is happening in here is all of these reasons weren't because... So, like, if I said I'm not on birth control, I would say it's because it triggers depression in me and that sucks. So, like, and that's fine. Or I don't want to. Or it makes me feel icky or whatever. But that's not what was happening here. What was happening here was phrasing, like, because I can control myself, which obviously... Are you dipping cheese in caramel? It's so good. What the fuck, dude? How's this the most upsetting thing that's happened all day? Okay, so um, <laughs> this is, so what, what's happening right is that we're applying, and I talk about this a lot. We're applying applying morals to things like birth control and abortion, which isn't how it should be. Nobody nobody says like, oh, I don't take Sudafed because like I can control my running. No, like it's just it's just this weird morality that we've added on onto onto birth control, and it comes out in this kind of way of that. We're th- states like Wisconsin, which like aren't exactly like economically booming, are shooting themselves in the foot by driving away talent by by acting like it's this moral superiority that's based on garbage. It's yeah. based on nothing. And that's the problem. I mean, we all, uh, if you're like a governor or a state official, one of your biggest jobs is make sure you have incentives for people to come to your state. And like I, in Kansas and- right now. They're going through a big problem because basically they said, we're going to n- cut your taxes. We're going to make... Oh, uh, they're a big libertarian experiment. Was it Republi- libertarian? It's not Republican. libertarian. Huge Republican experiment. We're going to like cut all these taxes. And then the idea was 
all these businesses would come in and everything will be great. Turns out they're suffering and they have no money for schools anymore. Yeah. Um, it's really bad. And so, but the idea there is, look, you want to create incentives for businesses to come there, but I don't know, states where there's like $15 minimum wage and mm-hmm. like California, which has a ton of taxes, mm-hmm. they seem to be doing just fine. Yeah, they're like um, the seventh largest economy in the world. Yeah. So Wisconsin's saying, hey, let's drive away all of our doctors yeah, and because the OBGYNs won't get the training they need from us. And then you're asking them to come back to help the people like well, they're and help them do that. So it, and thereby they acknowledge that it is a thing that needs to happen, things that needs to be done. And we're not even talking about like, oh, somebody got pregnant by accident and had wants an abortion, which l- listen, if you again, I'm not going to put aside morality to it, but I understand that like people think that that's problematic. What, what the fuck ever? I think that's a dumb opinion to have, but it's whatever. The problem is. Abortions are often medically necessary. A good friend of mine from um, college, uh, from high school, just lost a baby in that way because it had a terrible genetic disorder. And the baby was going to have, it, it was going to have a short and utterly painful life. And this isn't a thing that was taken on lightly. It is a thing that had to happen to protect the mother and to spare this child just agony for two months until it, because it, it wasn't viable. It wasn't going to survive. So this pretending, this lumping of all abortions into like, oh, you know, a girl was irresponsible and needs to, and this idea of sex needs to come with consequences. It's so fucking toxic. And it's going to, it's, it's not just going to, lead to bad laws and inconvenience people. It is going to hurt people and it's going to ruin lives. And ultimately it's going to end lives in some cases. If women don't have access to safe abortion, they might die. That is just a fucking fact of life. So if you guys like Wisconsin, get your fucking act together. Don't people can call and lobby. I know the freedom from religion foundation, which is based in Madison. They were lobbying uh, and speaking to, people in the state Senate and state uh, house anyway, to say, don't sponsor this. Don't pass this bill. This is bad for the state. And even on religious terms, like saying, don't get an education to the doctors who can get it. Like it, Forget the, if you're pro-life or whatever, this is just bad policy. It's fucking awful. Anyway. I'm going to be Wisconsin. I'm going to be there on Tuesday, but I'm going to be mad about it the whole time. I like it. Yeah. That'll show them. That'll show them. <laughs> My parents live in Wisconsin. I'll, I'll tell them to call their there you go. senator. Um, here's a different story altogether. Uh, a couple, uh, last month, there was a woman named Ruthie Robinson, who is Mormon, who posted on Facebook something. I've seen a lot of Mormons and ex-Mormons. Uh-huh. Not so much practicing Mormons, but ex-Mormons post. She basically said, I am currently a member of the LDS Church, the church has been really bad on same-sex issues, yeah. on homosexuality. Uh, they, you know, supported Prop 8, all that stuff. And she said, I believe heterosexuality and homosexuality are both natural and neither is sinful. Okay. Uh, she said, if we're going to follow the Old Testament and use it to justify a hateful stance, there are several other things we need to start condemning and punishing, pointing out the hypocrisy and the cherry-picking uh-huh. of a lot of okay. all right. uh, Mormons I like you, and Christians. Yeah. I, she added, I will always and forever stand up for the equality of the LGBT community. Sexuality and gender are not binary. They are on a spectrum, and that's how we were made. Okay. Cool. 
She posted that. She is a practicing Mormon, like she says. Great. Posted that on her Facebook page. Like it. Privately, like just to her friends. Uh-huh. And then it turns out she is also an adjunct professor at BYU in Idaho. They have a branch there. Really? BYU, Idaho. Yeah. She's an adjunct professor there. She teaches classes. So 10 days later, they are like, we need to talk to you about that post. And I think the thought that probably went through her head is, how do you know I made a post? Yeah. Because it only went to my friends, which means... Somebody turned her in. Someone turned her in. That sneaky motherfucker. To the school. They basically said to her, like, I don't know if they said, like, delete it or whatever, but even she knew. She's like, I could delete the whole thing right now. They're not going to, like, keep me around here. Right. Um, Whatever decision's happening has been made. <laughs> right. And she was teaching a summer school class at the time because okay. it's just... Oh, she did that in honor of Pride Month in June. Oh, okay. And this, her uh, class was going to end at the end of June. So she's like, well, at least let me finish this class because yeah. I love the students I'm working with. They said, fine. But after you're done, I think a couple days after the last Friday of uh-huh. class ended, they're like, okay, you're fired now. They fired her. So... Then that story basically started making the rounds mm-hmm. because now it's public and I don't think she cared if it was sure. uh, in the... So when you say that story, what she wrote or the entire... What she wrote and the fact that she got okay. fired. Okay. Like she allowed whoever contacted her about it. Mm-hmm. I, oh, what happened is a student of hers posted on the ex-Mormon or Mormon subreddit or uh-huh. something that uh, basically our teacher said she's getting fired over this. Wow. She let them know. On the last day. Good like, I'm not coming back. Um, and by the way, so this all happens. The story's making the rounds. And I heard about it. So I reached out to her. I'm like, hey, you want to talk? So she, we talked. I called her up. We had a nice conversation about this. She told me that she told her class on the last day, thanks for being my last group of students at BYU-Idaho. Oh, um, and that's how she let them know she's not being invited back. And then this story came out. And she's like, fine. People can write whatever they want. Um, So one of the questions I had for her is, I'm like, I mean, you had to know this post was going to be controversial, right? And she said, yes, but like it was private. So she didn't think anything would come of it. In fact, there are a lot of Mormons who post things privately Uh um, and with the um, impression that no one's going to find out about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what she thought. But. What I think what upset her more than anything, she didn't care about losing the job as much, though she loves the students. Um, she's going to try to get another teaching job. She told me there's a community college opening up near her, uh-huh. she, and she has an inn, so she's going to try to work it and get a job there. Um, but she's working elsewhere for now at a part-time job. She might move to another state. This goes back to when you do stupid things, you're pushing away talented people. Right. Um, and so she's going to have to figure this out soon. She told me she still believes in God. She is still a Mormon. She was hoping, like a lot of Mormons do, that if she were a progressive Mormon, a liberal Mormon, Uh within the church, you have a better chance of changing it than being on the outside and trying to change it that way. Um, And she said the the worst thing was her parents found out about all this because she's young. Her parents found out about all this, and they basically told her that she told them in advance this is going to be a story, they said to her they would never support any actions that derail the work of Christ. Basically what throwing their mean? daughter under the bus oh, no. in all this. So, Ruth, yeah, it's a sad story. The one, if there's any silver lining to all this, she seems to be pretty confident and uh-huh. hopeful that she'll be okay. 
Um, and in fact, after this story started making the rounds, she posted a picture of a recent gay pride parade in, I think, Korea, where they had someone dressed up as Jesus holding a sign that says, like, some, the Christians have the homosexuality is sin banners. Uh-huh. You have a Jesus standing up with the sign that says, I'm cool with it. <laughs> nice. And she posted that image uh, on her Facebook page publicly, by the way. Oh, good. So good for her. I hope it works out for <sighs> That's her. That's such it's a, a bummer. And, and, and um, the LDS is tricky too because I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of um, churches where you can sort of separate yourself from sort of the church proper, but reta- <laughs> like you can be Christian without attending like a Christian. LDS is pretty. You got to be. Like in yeah, it it's not it. like there's a super liberal Mormon right, church right. You can't temple become you can a go to. Lutheran, I think, or liberal, yeah. or like a Unitarian or something like that. Right. You're in it or you're out. Ooh, the Cubs are getting stomped. They really are. Uh, okay, here's a different story completely. Uh, the Boy Scouts. They, a few years ago, they said, fine, if you're a gay scout, we're not going to kick you out. Okay. And then later, they said, if you're a gay scout leader... We're not going to kick you out. Oh, my God. They're so brave. I know, right? They're only like several, several years after everyone else. Uh-huh. Um, they still have not invited atheists. They still will kick you out if you're an open atheist because the scout law um, basically says you have to be reverent. And the scout oath that everyone pledges says, I will do my best to do my duty to God. Okay. So you still have to believe That's in pretty something. pretty cut and dry, huh? Yeah, so they've accepted gays into their movement, uh, into their organization. <laughs> movement. Yeah, into their organization. Their they still movement. will kick you out if you're an atheist, though. But here's the interesting thing, because because of the gay ban that they had for so long, mm-hmm. and people started talking about it and criticizing them for it, mm-hmm. even though it's a religious organization in nature, their numbers started shrinking. They had to do something to protect themselves, which is why they finally said, okay, fine, we'll allow gay people to be part of our group. Yeah. Uh, even twisting though, their arm financially. Yeah. And I mean, the, the problem from their end is if we allow gay people to come in, like the Mormon church provides more, uh, it sponsors more troops than like anybody else. Really? Yeah. So if you say gays are okay, the Mormons might rebel and uh. leave. And they're like, so we're like, which one's going to be better for us? Because we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And they decided, screw it. Well, if the Mormons don't want to do it, we'll carve out, like, if you're a church-affiliated Boy Scout troop, uh-huh. we'll let you make your own rules. But for everyone else, the gays are allowed. Is kind of what they did. It was this wishy-washy, trying to make the best of all worlds sort of thing. But here's the thing. <sighs> they're still losing. They're still losing numbers. And here's the thing about scouting. What? Do you know what a Boy Scout does? No. Uh, wait, no. <laughs> they build campfires. They learn how to do that sort of thing. Yeah, they learn and how to be outdoorsy. tie knots. They learn how to tie knots. And they wear shorts with tall socks. They do. Um, I was a Cub Scout. I don't remember all Were this you? stuff. I was a brownie. Nice. Uh, they do, they learn how to be leaders. Oh, like, oh, I remember my brother uh, made one of those uh, little racing cars. Oh, box, the derby. Yeah. Box car? No, it's not uh, box cars. Race car. Pinewood Derby. Pinewood That's derby. the one. Yeah. I did that. I lost many times. Because what the hell was I doing doing that? Super quick anecdote. My husband and his brother, when they were kids, did it. And every single person in the troop got some kind of trophy except for him and his brother. Uh, <laughs> not even a participation it's trophy. It's a story he tells all the time. <laughs> and I think it's so funny anyway that's so sad okay so we got socks we got pinewood derby we got fires so here's the thing 
why are those limited to boys is the question. Because the Girl Scouts, which is a different organization altogether, they're known for selling cookies and they do other things. But it's like... Why there are girls who want to learn how to do the campfire outdoorsy stuff? I think Girl Scouts don't Girl Scouts do campy stuff too. Some I think, but not not campy? at the same level. Okay, uh, they don't focus on the outdoorsiness. Uh-huh. They don't they they talk about leadership and stuff, but they don't do the same stuff. Oh, okay. I and there was... are a lot of girls who want to do the things with the Boy Scouts because the Boy Scouts do it really well. Yeah. And so here's the question. Should the Boy Scouts allow girls into the organization? Yes, it's 2017. A hundred some years ago when they created the Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we'll separate it. And this is for the boys because we want to help them become men. That line is not as firm as it used to be. And it's like, if the girls want to do the tying the knot stuff and yeah. the pine wood dirt, like, why are we saying no? Who decided that this is only for boys? Yeah. Um, and it's not like you could just say, well, we have a girls group. Because the Girl Scouts is a separate thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, is there any reason we restrict it to boys only? All this stuff that we're doing? Patriarchy. Uh, Patriarchy and tradition. And it's, we've been doing it this way forever. Oh, tradition. I know. There really is no good reason other than we're called the Boy Scouts. And this is how we've always done it. (laughs) It's kind of on brand for us only to have boys. (laughs) Pretty much. So they're actually, it looks like they're on the verge of saying girls can do almost all the big stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, with the Boy Scouts. And as one uh, one of our readers who pointed this out to me, if they go through with this, and it looks like they are. Uh-huh. They haven't announced it publicly, but it looks like they're on the verge of announcing girls are now allowed to do the following aspects of Boy Scouts. This would mean that Boy Scouts will now accept two of the three Gs. Yes, gays. Yes, girls. But not to the people who are against God. <laughs> the huh. godless are still out. Sorry, guys. I know. Which is interesting. interesting. They would let girls into the Boy Scouts before they let atheist boys in the Boy Scouts. Well, I mean, atheist boys do have those horns that kind of distract the eye. I mean, I'm sure it messes with the kerchief or whatever. Oh, yeah. It all got caught everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I can't decide how to feel about that, if I'm being honest. I mean, I'm proud of the Boy Scouts for saying, look, we got to become more inclusive. It's about damn time. And it doesn't bother. I mean, I am not gonna be upset if they let girls in or something like no, i'm mean, not upset if ghostbusters has women in it get over it God, i loved that movie so much <laughs> but it's like I, I, i'm not bothered by that at all right i am bothered by the fact that they're creating these silly rules it really is arbitrary right people out because i wonder like can you be muslim and join it because they don't yes try- you okay. can because so you believe literally... in a higher power of some sort. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous. We don't care what you believe okay. as long as you believe in something. But it's like, but you don't need to have that restriction. Right. Because if you want to teach boys how to be good leaders and yeah, good at outdoorsy, does... why does God have to be a part of that? It doesn't. So it's like, I, I'm just amazed that they would allow, I'm not saying this in a uh, anti-feminism sort of way. I'm surprised that they would let girls in before they let atheist boys. I, that surprises am, me. I'm glad they're doing it. I would. I wish they would go a step if further. If I had to wager a guess, and I'm surprised too, if I had to wager a guess, I think they're playing the numbers because there's oh, more. I'm sure there are. This is a business. This is a business decision more yeah. than it is like this is their existential crisis right. here more than it is a principle thing. Isn't it? I mean, don't you ever take a moment and think? wow, we're still having a debate about whether gay people can be near children. Like, <laughs> yeah. how is how has this 
hung on so tenaciously. Like I don't get I don't get it. I don't And because the reasons it. they have those thoughts are all rooted in tradition and it's been around for a while and we've always felt this just, way. Okay. I just there's And it keeps the <sighs> it keeps the true believers in check. Like they like that stuff. Well, I mean, Stupid it's the same though. reason Trump doesn't lose supporters no matter what he does. They're with him no matter what. It's when he goes off brand and's like, all right, mm. if he said something nice about Democrats, it's the base that yeah. his base that would be furious about it. Yeah. So it's like, eh, there, there's an incentive to stick by what you've been doing and what's worked this but whole it's, time. I just don't understand. But it hasn't worked. I just don't understand, like, just taking a step back about homia, hom- homophobia. homophobia. Homophobia is the word I was trying to yeah. find. Um, I, I just don't understand this weird like link between that people equate pedophilia and and being gay, even though that's never really been like a link. But we have evidence that like a lot of Catholic priests are pedophiles, but we're still like, well, that's we'll just fine. shift them around. I just I to. just don't under like the cog- cognitive dissonance that it takes to hold that kind of point of view is just astounding yeah it's 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 <clears> insane <throat> oh sean spicer got, uh resigned yeah today. he did sorry that, melissa that, mccarthy that's a big news for that's today <laughs> <laughs> um but they reinstate did they reinstate filmed press conferences oh uh, today they had a filmed one. Oh, they did but it's I not oh my god what's going trying on trying to keep up with that is even harder than oh my like keeping up with anything else don't you ever take a moment and be like no what <laughs> 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 but like just really looking at what's going on with like Trump and it's, you get so deep into it. You take a step back. Like what is happening in our country? Like I always think 10 years from now, this is going to be such a bananas time in American <laughs> history that there were no rules. There's yeah. no rules. Yeah. No rules. Just right. I, it'll be interesting to see how we reflect back on this. But as I heard someone say uh, the other day, like it's, it's kind of interesting. It's always amusing to make fun of everything that's going on because uh-huh. there's so much fodder mm-hmm. to make fun of. But like, our country's on fire right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's totally not funny. Oh, that's. I was reading our reviews because I hate myself, and somebody yes. said something about like, "Oh yeah, I get it. You hate Trump." And it's like, well, yes, and I will say that every week. But there's many nuances to the ways <laughs> that Trump is fucking with our country. Yeah, I didn't like George W. Bush, but it wasn't the same thing. No, that was a policy. Wasn't. Like you're ruining our country because your policies are bad. Yeah, this guy's ruining our country. Uh, our country because like he's setting the democracy on fire. And he, <laughs> we have no laws. Did that you apply see to the everything. quote about him trying to explain? health insurance and something Did about you know like, it's twelve dollars a year twelve dollars a year dude for a month maybe at worst no, i like, heard twelve dollars because i heard one dollar a year? month oh yeah there you go yeah my husband will be super happy to hear I that know. when <laughs> i can get off his his very expensive and very good insurance and get on this one dollar a month plan right he has no idea um <sighs> all right i got two more for you oh god these are shorter um New York Times this week, uh, a man named Lawrence Ware. He is a black professor at Oklahoma State University. He's also an ordained minister. He wrote an op-ed basically saying, I'm renouncing my ordination from the Southern Baptist Convention. And this is the biggest Protestant denomination in the country. Says, I want nothing to do with it anymore. By the way, Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter did this in like, 2000 saying oh, yeah, he I'm leaving yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern Baptist Convention because of the way they treat women yeah. and they treat them as inferior no matter what they say like yeah women have their role it's just not the same role as men yeah so uh, Jimmy Carter did that a long time ago 
This guy is doing it now, I swear. And he he said, I'm going to quote some of this because, oh, there's so much good quotable stuff in here. As a black scholar of race and a minister who is committed to social justice, I can no longer be part of an organization that is complicit in the disturbing rise of the so-called alt-right. And he's referring to, at the recent convention, someone proposed a... uh, like a, a proposal that basically said, let's denounce <laughs> the, I don't know, let's denounce the alt-right. And yeah. you would think this is a, oh yeah, That's let's all swish. do it. And they didn't do it initially. And then it wasn't until like the next day and there was a lot of backlash that they finally approved that proposal or something. Oh my God. Now, I will say in their defense, the argument was this was at the end of the day, no one was really paying attention to the different proposals. Uh-huh. So when he made it, no one knew what, was going on, which is why no one acted on it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they heard the backlash, it's like, yeah, of course we're going to denounce that. Let's do it. Oh. So it's not entirely like they were anti... Or they but were it wasn't the, the slam right. dunk it should have been. But it wasn't the slam dunk it should have been. So he quotes that. And then he also says, what's more... This is Lawrence Ware again. What's more, while they hesitated to adopt a resolution that condemned white supremacy, referring to that... They did not hesitate to throw out activists who tried to raise awareness about the ways in which the convention fails its LGBTQ members. Yeah, that's true. They're not good about uh, uh-huh. gay issues. Um, he also referenced a, this is hilarious. I'm going to show you this picture in a second. Oh, no. He referenced a Southern Baptist, uh, a school affiliated with a Southern Baptist, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, whose deans and administrators wanted to promote their school of preaching Okay. And they were like, let's, we're all older white guys. How can we be hip and cool and promote what we're doing? You can't. They took a picture that says the notorious SOP no. school of preaching. No. And this is the picture they took. I hate that. <gasps> no! They're all looking like fake gangsters with gangsta pose. Imagine an old white guy doing a gangsta pose. That's all five of them in this picture. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, I mean, just, what are you thinking? Is the right reaction? It is a thousand percent art. I just want to (laughs) check, are we sure it's not the onion? I swear. Uh, Totally real. And every, by the way, I because should say that, that feels very onion of like yeah. old white guys try to be hip. Pose this is like, what if I wanted to make fun of you, this is the way I would pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they did that for real. And the thing is, I mean, first of all, they were blasted for this from all different fronts. So good. There wasn't a single what there five or six guys. Five. In there? Not a single one of them was like, hey, guys, this is a bad maybe, idea. No. Maybe now. And a couple of them are not old. Like, three of them are older. Two of them seem like 30s-ish. Like, really? You didn't know either? Fucking um, but here's the thing. White yes, everyone, white everyone blasted them for this. Right. Do you know exactly. what happened to them? Nothing. Nothing. Of course nothing. Of course nothing. So Lawrence Ware's like, that happened too. And I didn't... That was bad too. Uh, he said... This back to the professor writing the op-ed for the New York Times. Nothing meaningful was done about that picture. So... To me, their performance constituted more than bad judgment. Mockingly stereotyping African Americans uh-huh. revealed the moral bankruptcy of their souls. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then at dropping the, truth bombs. Here's the mic drop at the very end. I love the church, but I love black people more. <gasps> black lives matter to me. I am not confident that they matter to the Southern Baptist Convention. So that Lawrence. was his piece. Lawrence. I know. Good for him. Excellent. I should say some of the criticism I've heard of that piece is that he's not like the biggest black leader in the Southern Baptist Convention. So it's like as much as you want this essay to carry weight, Uh it may not because he doesn't have that stature within the community. Mm -hmm. 
But it's not like a lot of black preachers or pastors within the SBC didn't see that and feel kind of the same way. Yeah. Um, so good for him. I'm glad that so got out So we're hoping it there. sets up some kind of domino effect. Maybe you would hope. I cannot um, believe that picture. It's burned into my eyes. <laughs> oh man! Were they wearing like those fake Mardi Gras beads? I thought that's what I said. Like I you know, will, like let me double check stereotypically, there's yes. like the gold chain. Oh yes. guys, put in the effort. If you're gonna be horribly racist, like go to Joanne Fabrics <laughs> and get some fucking chain. Yep. Yep. They did not. I sure Notorious hated SOP. every second of that. All right, I'm going to leave with, I got one last one. It's a happier story to end with Yay. just for your sake. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, there is a woman uh, in Arizona who is running for Senate next year, 2018. Uh-huh. Uh, Senator Jeff Flake is one of the conservatives. Jeff Flake or yep. Jeff Lake? Jeff Flake, who is a <laughs> Republican in the Senate right now. He's uh-huh. one of the more moderate ones there in the okay. sense that he'll criticize Trump. But he also kind of votes. But he'll toe the line when, yeah. it, when push comes to shove. Yeah. Um, so he's a Republican. He's going to run again next year. Uh-huh. Um, Deidre Aboud uh-huh. is this Muslim American woman who just announced her candidacy as a Democrat to, to battle him right, in Deidre. that race. Good luck to her. She's, I think, the only Democrat who has said she's going to run. There may be many more. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I don't think she's in politics at all. She's not is like a state senator. 2018 or 2018? Okay. Uh, I don't think she's a state senator or anything. She is a uh, accomplished woman who wants to run. Good luck to her. She is a Muslim woman in the sense that she wears a hijab too. Mm -hmm. So like all the pictures of her online, Mm -hmm. she's clearly Muslim. So when she announces her candidacy, the pictures also go with it, right? Like vote for Deidre or support her in the primary. Yeah. And she made a post on Facebook when she announced her candidacy. That was a picture of the constitution, not even her, but the constitution. Okay. And it, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it was a plug for her website, one. But the whole text was saying, you know, almost 250 years ago, this is what our founding fathers did. Mm -hmm. They fought for this country, blah, blah, blah. Look at what they've thought about, they're dreamed of. I want to fight to make that happen because I love this country. Mm -hmm. Go to my website is essentially the post she made. It's a pretty patriotic, not all that like new sort of thing. Like politicians do this all the time. new ground there. No. And of course, when she posts that thing, the comments got really nasty. Um, I'm going to quote a couple of them because I can. Uh, Sorry, no room for Muslims in our government. Nice try though. You're quoting the Muslim brotherhood. I I don't know what he's referring to. Um, Another person. Nice try, but your first love is Satan, AKA Allah. And your second love, um, sir, your second love is to a litter box your people come from. Yeah, you are as American Whoa. as Chinese checkers, says this guy. Wow. Yeah, another one. F you, Muslim bitch. That's his comment because he's did productive. Did he say numbers. F or did he say fuck? Of course he said fuck. I don't well, know why don't, he censored that. I don't know. He censored it. He actually. That's what I was censored wondering. Censored it like, in the post, he s- I think. Um, well, he doesn't want to be. <laughs> Gosh. Here's here's the only good. First of all, she wasn't phased by this. Good for her. I'm sure she's been through it for a long time. Oh my god. Um, here's the cool part. Jeff Flake responds on Twitter and says, "Hang in there, Deidre. <gasps> Sorry you have to put up with this. Lots of wonderful people across Arizona. You'll find them." Oh, that's excellent news. It really is. Again, you oh, don't. It did s- make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy votes for horrible, horrible things, but for at least 10 seconds. But he wasn't a complete he nightmare wasn't a, human. No, he was good. That was a nice thing. She actually thanked him for that message. And uh, what did she say exactly? She said, 
Uh, thank you, Jeff Flake, for leadership and rejecting behavior that doesn't reflect our American values. Arizona's amazing people deserve more of this. Very civil. I'm oh. sure they'll duke it out when the time comes, but, but this is not that time. Um, and by the way, I should mention, uh, if you look at her website, uh-huh. uh, Miss Abood's website, strong supporter of church state, separ- uh, church state separation. In fact, that on her policy page, uh-huh. it's the... The church state separation bit was longer, I think, than anything else wow. on her page. Like, All right. she is a, a very liberal, progressive woman. So, Great. good for her. I hope uh, we don't know if she's even going to win the Democratic primary yet or who's running against her, but for at least a moment, oh there was that. God, there was something pure and beautiful. I know. So, oy, oy, oy. Oh, this so, sure was a roller coaster for me, Hannah. Dude, this couple past couple days have been in. A lot, lot of stories. Just a lot happening. Um, and I was arguing with oh. somebody on Facebook, so we both have busy days. <laughs> I got one. I forgot this one. I don't want to forget this one because it's a big deal because um, it just happened today mm-hmm. and not even, it didn't even happen yesterday. Uh, Richard Dawkins has a book coming out in August. Oh, does he? Next month. It's called Science of the Soul. It's a compilation of like 20 essays he's written. Oh, no. I don't think they've been published anywhere in the U.S. So he's going on a book tour. One of the stops was going to be, not here. Uh, one of the stops was going to be uh, Berkeley, California, and some progressive radio station uh, was going to sponsor that event, KPFA. It's like a famously progressive radio station uh-huh. in Berkeley. Um, they put out, they sent an email to all the people who had already bought tickets for that event uh-huh. saying the event is canceled. <gasps> and the reason it's canceled, according to them, is because they just now realize that Dawkins, quote, had offended and hurt in his tweets and other comments on Islam so many people. KPFA does not endorse hurtful speech. While KPFA emphatically supports serious free speech, we do not support abusive speech. We apologize for not having had broader knowledge of Dawkins' views much earlier. Dawkins... Okay, let's talk about two things here. Dawkins has criticized Islam, Mm -hmm. as have a lot of atheists. Hey, Dawkins, this just in, Dawkins has criticized a ton of shit. Yes. He doesn't get the sort of response when he criticizes Christianity. But when he criticizes Islam and the worst aspects of Islam, Mm -hmm. uh, this is where they're coming from. That's all they reference, like this hurtful speech, like they support free speech, but just non-free speech they don't like. Um, I mean, they I mean w- it's within their right to not. Oh, it's have within him. their right. This so, isn't a legal question. This is a what exactly did he say that you didn't like about Islam? Yeah, because they didn't say. They didn't say like Dawkins said this, mm-hmm. and we reject it. They didn't point to that. Right. And I will be the first person. This is the other side thing I wanted to mention. We on, on our site on many other places, Dawkins has put his foot in his mouth yes. on Twitter a, yes. lot. a lot. A lot. He has said things regarding feminism. Uh-huh. That are stupid. Really dumb shit regarding rape, too. I, yes. Uh, like trying to compare different types of rape. Yes. To make a broader point about, you know, one thing being yeah. more serious than another. Correct. Like, dude, get an editor for Twitter. Right. I get that. They, they didn't reference any of that. Uh-huh. They're saying we don't like things he said about Islam and then didn't point to any of the things that they didn't like. Uh-huh. It sounds like they're doing to Dawkins what the actual UC Berkeley did with Bill Maher a couple years ago where he was supposed to give a commencement address. Uh And then the actual school, like the students said, we don't want him giving the commencement because he's criticized Islam. He criticizes, Bill Maher criticizes religion all the time. That's sort of his jam. That is his jam. And yes, he says Islam is a bigger concern because terrorism. And he'll make that point. You can disagree with that point, have that debate. 
Um, I will say for both of them, like, I don't know, but like, never have I heard them say like, let's attack Muslims. They support the civil rights of Muslims. Uh They have promoted Muslims who are working for change from within Mm -hmm. uh, Islam. They're fine with Muslims. It's this idea of Islam and like the political way it's been taken that they've been critical of. I mean, Sam Harris gets this all the time. Uh Bill Maher gets it all the time. Dawkins is getting it. Um, He actually wrote a letter, Dawkins did, an open letter to the radio station. Um, He gave me permission to post it on the website only Uh because the station didn't respond after like five hours (laughs) after he sent it. So he's Uh like, all right, well, just you can post it, I guess. Yeah. Um, Basically saying, I I was astonished to know that you deplatformed me. He said, I used to love your station when I lived in Berkeley for two years. Uh You conspicuously did not quote a source when accusing me of abusive speech. Uh Why didn't you check your facts or at least have the common courtesy to alert me before canceling my event? Yeah, and that's how he found out was through the... Uh, Not through them directly. Oh, my God. (laughs) He said, uh, he went on to say, I have called Islamism vile, but surely you of all people understand that Islamism is not the same as Islam. Mm -hmm. Far from attacking Muslims, I understand, as perhaps you do not, Uh that Muslims themselves are the prime victims of the oppressive cruelties of Islamism, especially Muslim women. Um, He added, I am known as a frequent critic of Christianity. Never been deplatformed for that. Why do you give Islam this free pass? Like, you can't be critical of it. Um, You say I use abusive speech about Islam. I would seriously, I mean it, like to hear what examples of my abusive speech you had in mind. Wow. They haven't responded yet. I reached out to them. They haven't responded to me. Um, Who knows by the time we wrap this up, maybe they, someone will have responded or something, but it's a fair question. And this is a question that's worth asking. Uh, I've heard a bunch of atheists try to litigate Dawkins and things he says on Twitter. And it's like, this guy does good with books. Uh He's awesome with books. And when he has an editor looking over his shoulder saying, this mm-hmm. will come off the way you intended to. Right. He doesn't have that on Twitter. Mm-mm. He has also not really been a problem on Twitter for like two years now mm-hmm. because uh, he had a minor heart attack. Mm-hmm. And basically he was told by doctors, don't do anything stressful, antagonizing. <laughs> and part of that is stay <laughs> off of Twitter. <laughs> I know. Well, stay off of Twitter anyway. Yeah. Stick to the stuff you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I don't think I've really heard him do too much. No, yeah, he's been laying low. Um, there have been atheist groups, I should mention, like Nexus in the Northeast. Uh, it's a conference, N-E-C-S-S. They uh, invited him to speak. Uh-huh. They actually then rescinded that offer. Really? Um, I think they focused more on the stuff he said about feminism and the way he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Which is like, you, Richard Dawkins... It was is a controversial a- decision because even I think a lot of their members were iffy about like, no, why would you take it away? Let's hear what he has to say and we'll discuss that. Um, Don't judge him by like his tweets. He's an older guy on Twitter. Give him a Yeah, I mean, (laughs) and I also like, I think people should always be held accountable for their views. I also have been, I've seen a lot lately of people like dismissing a person out of hand if they miss, and I'm not saying that, I'm Richard Dawkins has said some garbage thing, but in general, I feel like I've heard a lot of, like there's a podcast I listen to called My Favorite Murder, and like people are calling them racist and dismissing them out of hand, and I think there is a point that instead of saying like, you are this, so we're going to like reject you or do whatever, is if this person's open to learning and understanding that we're like people 
when you sit at a microphone long enough, you're going to say some dumb shit. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm sure people could take clips from us. Yeah. And yeah, you could say, oh, they said this, therefore, let's never listen to them again. Right. I get that on or, Twitter or a lot. Or just saying, this person said something that is probably homophobic, so that person's a homophobe. Yeah. Because people... Get to the intention. I think Sam Harris, I've heard him say this many times. I'm fine with you criticizing me, but I would prefer if you criticize me for something I actually believe. Yeah. Don't take certain parts right. out of context and then say, well, you must hate whatever, Muslims exactly. or whatever. Um, at least, I mean, if you're going to criticize someone, they should at least recognize what you're talking about. Yes. Right? And be given the opportunity to be like, oh, you're right, I fucked up. Right. Or, no, that's really what I believe. Or you took that out of context mm-hmm. and let me try to explain it. Dawkins yeah. is saying here, you didn't give me that opportunity because mm-hmm. um, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, and also the same thing with Nexus. Nexus, you said Nexus it's called? is the conference. It's like, what came to light about Richard Dawkins in that period? <laughs> that like, you didn't know before. Yeah, like he's pretty, a fairly controversial figure overall and so i don't know unless it's just we got bad like we got blowback for bringing him on i don't know what happened i that was my hunch like they probably got some shit from members after he was on the speaking slate and Mm -hmm. they didn't want to upset them so whatever i i don't know what was going on behind the scenes there Mm -hmm. and in this case with the radio station and this event all i could see is he's there to talk about how awesome science is but you're saying no because he made some tweets you didn't like this one time? Like, I don't get the reasoning. Um, I don't know if they're going to host the event in another place. My guess is if this is supposed to take place next month, uh-huh. he already has plane tickets. He already has everything booked. Yeah. So he'll be there. Do you think he'll come here instead? I doubt it. I've got a spare room, Richard Dawkins. Done. The toilet's broken, but we'll fix it by then. <laughs> um. So I don't know where he's... I forgot where he's going. I don't think he's coming here, but... He's going to be in Berkeley. I hope he finds another venue to talk uh, because... I would want to hear him talk about science. That's that's the non-controversial thing yeah, about like, him. Yeah, and that's what he does. He's, not He's ta- a scientist. He's not talking about Islam and women. Yeah. <laughs> like if you if you want to argue about it. I do think that, it's, and we're, I know we're going long, but I do think that's interesting. Shit, really long. Um, I feel like I see a lot in the comments on you. I need to stop reading the comments. I'm going to Oh, fucking, I stopped. I know, because you're smarter than I am. I can't. <laughs> um, about, I, I see a lot of, uh, frequently lobbed at you that like, Oh, you say you're so hard on Christianity, but uh-huh. you get like you're often accused of like giving Islam a free pass. And it's this weird thing that Islam is I think because it's so frequently targeted by the right, people are protective of it in a sure. way. I think that's part of it. And I don't know. What do you is that I post about Islam when Islam comes in the news. Yeah. It's Guess not like what? You've ever, in like... the U.S., Christianity shows up more in the news. Mm-hmm. Most of my stories have a tie to Christianity. Yeah. So I post about like, it. We're again, we're in the U.S. Like, yeah. Tell it's... me, tell me the stories that I'm missing that I should have been posting about. And you can email him and be like, yeah, "Hey, here's it's not hard. this." By the way, I I do post about it. I posted for years. I don't do it now just because it's kind of boring. But I post for years, like the Andra Muhammad Day. People submitted pictures. Oh, we yeah. posted those. Yeah. And again. I don't do it again because it's just no one's paying attention now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do post about Islam and no one says, oh, I guess you do do yeah. post about that stuff. Yeah. No, they just miss it when I do it and then criticize when I don't. But the point is, I don't think it's about a free pass. It's that you're right. Dawkins and Sam Harris and Bill Maher, when they criticize Islam because it's in the news, 
it's so easy to kind of say, this is what the right does. Yeah. Don't be with them, with the Muslim ban, yeah. which they're not. Which they're not. Um, and, and there's a difference between criticizing many of the tenants that yes. are oppressive or dangerous or whatever versus, uh, like you said, b- criticizing Muslims as like human people yeah. or, I, or just missing them all out of hand. There was one time, I think this is one of the things people pointed to, like why did they canceled this Dawkins event. What did he say about Islam? There was a point where I think Dawkins made a tweet about like how many uh, Nobel prizes have been won by some religious school uh-huh. versus like how many have been won by the Muslim world or something. Zero. Oh, I remember that happening. And I think the argument he was trying to make there is, look, when they're you have religion, the, the anti-science, yeah. the uh, cultural, not the cultural, the when you impose Islam upon everything uh-huh. and stuff, you're stifling this creativity in the Muslim world. But- Give them the freedom to do this stuff. But I mean, and Neil deGrasse Tyson made the same point because he talked about how the numbers, we, we use Arabic numerals. Like, that's what we call them because for a long time, that was the center of, Absolutely. of mathematics and science. And now with the onset of religion, it no longer is. That. It's a point worth making. It's the same point you can make about, like, you're stifling women. You're not letting them get the education they need right. for religious reasons. You're you're putting down all this potential that's there. Mm -hmm. That's a good reason to be frustrated with religion and specifically Islam in this case. Um, And that's what I see Dawkins doing. I never, I mean, I have a thinner, no, I have a thicker skin about reading his stuff Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, Oh, I get what he's trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my first instinct is not what's the worst way I could interpret that. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I'm overly not sensitive to it and I should be more sensitive to how people may perceive it. Yeah. But I just don't get the sense that like he comes, I'm sure if a Muslim person met him and I'm sure he runs into Muslims all the time. Yeah. Cause he's a human in the world. Cause he's a human in the world. I don't think anything bad's going to happen or no. that they're going to fight about stuff. He will have the same discussion with them that he would a, a, a Christian 100%. or something. Um, so I don't get the, I don't get the, we're going to cancel your talk about how awesome science is because yeah. you made some vague tweets we don't Oof, like. That's not It's great. a weird situation. And it's Berkeley of all places. Yeah. Not the university. It's the city of Berkeley. It's this radio station there. But it's like, come on, it's California. Yeah. This, why? Of all the voices you ought to be listening to, this is not the one you want to suppress. He's not the hateful bigot that, well, he's like... He's not the bad guy in this. He's not and the it's, bad and guy And it's in about this. infighting, right? Like, are we... Could Richard Dawkins be a better spokesperson? Yeah, probably. Yes, definitely. But, <laughs> but like, maybe he's not the real overall problem in the... I don't know. I don't I know. know. You know what, what bothered me is... Uh, Look, there are feminists who don't like Lena Dunham. There are gay people who don't like Dan Savage. Uh-huh. There are Democrats who don't like Obama. I know there are Democrats that didn't like Hillary. Yeah. Like, uh. no one's ever going to be good enough for everyone. It, so, And there are a ton of atheists who don't like Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Who is going to make everyone happy? There is no one. Oh, you And when you have, like, the most famous atheist in the world mm-hmm. giving a talk about the beauty of science, yeah. I don't get the let's pick apart these things oh, he said that are have been, I think, blown out of proportion mm-hmm. and used against and, him. It's not worth it. It seems when it's somebody from your own group who you see as a letdown, the vitriol seems to be so much worse. Like, I literally I have a group text with, like, eight uh, girlfriends of mine, and I literally text them today, like, am I supposed to hate Lena Dunham? Because I don't have a strong opinion on her, but she was. it was just announced that she's going to be in the next American Horror Story, Yeah, which is going to be about a cult, and I'm oh, fucking really? stoked <laughs> about it. It's going to be great. But... 
like the comments were like, oh, she's going to ruin my marriage. Oh, I hope she gets like violently murdered in the first oh episode. And I, I literally was like, did I miss? Because I know <laughs> she said some like problematic thing about sex work. Like she's she's not. Pr- again, I'm sure and, and she it's said back to my point stuff. of She's probably said some <laughs> dumb stuff and maybe she is wrong on some things. But like. You try you having a to... microphone in your face all oh, the time. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> or putting out stuff. Um, I was also uh, going to say, and I totally can't remember anymore. Keep cool. talking. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just guess I don't understand why it can't be like, oh, Lena Dunham said oh. some things that are problematic. In, instead, it's like, she is the living where she's talentless <laughs> and she's just living on her parents' fame. And like, yeah. dude, back off. Uh, I was going to say the, uh, and Doctor Who is a woman. We didn't talk <gasps> oh, about we didn't that. Talk about that. Um, I'm gonna start watching Doctor Who because I don't because I've never seen Doctor. Sorry, oh, I've never seen Doctor. Nobody's Who. fucking surprised that you've not seen I Doctor know. Who. You haven't seen Star Wars. What's Star Wars? Yeah. Shut up. So I haven't seen Doctor Who. So obviously, when the announcement came out last week that it was a woman, oh, my thought is, God, oh, I was well, that's bathing in the cool. tears of angry white guys. Oh, <laughs> it was so excellent. Oh my God, these tweets about like. The Doctor has always been a hyper-masculine character. Like, uh, I'm sorry, David Tennant played the Doctor? And I love David Tennant, but he's not, like, the definition of a manly, burly dude. I'm totally just smiling and nodding because I don't know what you're doing. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, anytime guys get angry about shit, I just, like, I just drink it in. It's like the Ghostbusters thing all over again. Like, yeah. we're ruining their favorite show now, and <laughs> I'm, got like... Oh my God, it's a guy who... So do you know the the thing about Doctor Who? Okay, so... No. so But you know, traditionally, it's played by a different actor yes. every, every few years. Okay, we started somewhere. Yes. So the Doctor is... Because nobody calls him Doctor Who. I feel like I need to tell you that because you're going to say something dumb. Yeah, nobody calls him Doctor Who. He's called the Doctor. And I'm well aware that if I write DR period, people will get mad. Correct. Good. See, Hemet, you know things about the world. I can pass by. So... So every time there's a new actor who comes in, something happens that... So he's... I think he's a mortal fuck. I'm sorry. Huvians, I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. I know more than him, and I'll tell you that. He has two... I know there's an elevator involved. It's not, a, it's not an elevator. It's a phone booth. That is really what I meant. I don't know why I said elevator. I know it's a called... I know what it's called. What's it called? TARDIS. Yes. I don't know what that means or stands for. I don't either. Does it stand I, for something? I'm Shit. sorry, Whovians. I so love sorry. how we're talking about Ark Encounter <laughs> and Dawkins and all this, but this, you know, is what all the emails will be about. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I'm doing, <laughs> I really am doing my best here because I did, I watched all the David Tennant season, um, but I got really attached to Rose and I just couldn't get to, anyway, um, so they always have the doctor and a companion and traditionally the doctor is a man and yeah. the, the companion is a woman. Traditionally, sometimes it's romantic and frequently it's not, um, but so every time a new actor comes in, something happens. And I don't know if the doctor dies or his body dies or something, but he's regenerated. Okay. And so it's the same character, um, just played by different uh, played These by words different sound familiar from articles I've seen. Okay, yes. So every time they regenerate, right, like he, there's like the whole bit of like, oh, what does my face look like? Oh, I'm tall. Oh, I'm short. Oh, I'm yes. bald maybe. Or Scottish, like that one guy, I think. Mm-hmm. last Smile one. nod. <laughs> so... So there's really no, re- like, nothing about the Doctor is inherently male, is, is I yeah. guess, my point. So so the fact that, and this is, again, we were talking about, like, this is always how it's been done, so this is how it's always going to be, isn't a good reason to continue doing anything. So there's no, within the universe, there's no reason that he can't, the Doctor cannot be played by a woman. There's He's not a gendered character, 
technically speaking. Sure. So it, it, <laughs> I think I saw a thing. Uh, this is mocking people who are making fun of it. Like, it's Doctor Who, not Nurse Who. Doctor can be a woman too. <laughs> Did you like say that? the what was it? The d- dictionary, right? Like uh, whichever dictionary you post on Twitter, that's oh, awesome. Merriam-Webster. Yeah, Merriam-Webster was like, Doctor has no gender in the <laughs> in English. Did you see that? Like, <laughs> what a female Doctor Who? What's next? Female real doctors? Female <laughs> teachers? <laughs> female women? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Um, but so, so I guess my point is within the universe, it's not like so. This shouldn't rules. even have to not make sense Correct. to people. Correct. <laughs> but it, and it's always been played by a white dude. So like, uh, there's been talk. A, and same thing with like the James Bond thing. Yeah, could of, it be a black James Bond? Yeah, because Idris Elba everybody whatever. wants because he's very handsome and British. Uh huh. Um, do you know who that is? Actor. Yeah. You know what? You got it. Thank you. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't <laughs> fault you for that one. Um, and people at the prospect, and and in theory. There have been twists of saying, like, could James Bond be a woman? Because there's big theories about, is James Bond just, like, a code for a person (laughs) and not the actual person's name? Like, does... Is the continuation of the James... And I know nothing about James Bond, so yeah. I'm talking... But I know a bunch of actors I'm have played him, too. And yes. you could just switch him out and, know, like, whatever. Yes, and I'm literally referencing a Cracked article I read once, but... <laughs> Which so the, is where you go for all yeah, well, listen, awesome I like articles. Cracked a lot. Um, but the idea is... Or the question is, like, is Doctor Who... Or, excuse me, is James Bond the same person just played by... Portrayed different by different people actors, or a different person? Or is a different person? So, like, does does... Does Daniel Craig have yeah. like the memories of Sean Connery? Like, is that the same person through? So, in theory, like, could it be played by a woman? Maybe you can make that People argument. Would shit their pants, and it would just—it would give me so much joy. It's how I recharge my batteries when white guys get angry about things that don't matter. I'm so excited. I'm gonna start watching yeah. Doctor Who again. Yeah, again, of all the things to be upset well, or mad the, about, really, this one—you gotta be careful. And I say this with all the love in the world: you have to be careful of dorks. Like, <laughs> like nerds are. Very passionate fans. This is and all they have. Why what, are you taking it away from? No, them? and I'm really not like dragging <laughs> them, but like people, and Doctor Who is something people are extraordinarily passionate about and means a lot to them. Yes. And so to see something change is really to them very disruptive of a thing they love and a thing they look forward to. Um, but I think they have to chill the fuck out about it a little bit because it's not like they're canceling the show. Right. Yeah, and Why you, don't and you, you watch have, the performance and then criticize? It's been for 40 zillion years. You have so much content to go back and rewatch. It's just... Maybe I'll give it a shot. I uh, mean, it's... I might go back to it after I'm done Game of Thrones. 40 years? I'll try one. I mean, it's... Because there's, like, the old ones from the 70s that were really hokey, and then they re- <laughs> rebooted it in the mid-2000s. Mm. And so that kind of started the most recent, and now it's, like, super popular and cool again. Um Anyway, that was uh, Jessica's Doctor Who corner. I don't I like know it. where that all came from. All good. Is there anything else we missed that happened um, this week? Besides everything that happened this week? I'm sure something Ark Encounter will happen in 10 minutes. Ugh. But I'm Honestly, I know we have to keep talking about Ark Encounter. I'm so fucking bored of talking about <laughs> it. I'm so bored of talking. Wasn't going to until I'm this so, stuff happens. I'm so bored of talking about like taxes and, <laughs> and benefits. I don't, oh my God. Ken Ham, just give him 50 cents. Okay. <laughs> all so, right, we're done. So uh, you can correct me about all of the Doctor Who things yes. at, at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. <laughs> Hammond is his name. Yep. 
Um, Patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Thank we're about you for halfway dinning. to our goal of making it. You've been Night saying Watch that forever. Wars. I'm sure we're well, closer we to the goal. We stagnated, okay? I'm trying to we did. I don't encourage know where we are the at. troops. But yes, it's all good. Um, we'll be back soon. Yeah. Oh, my Etsy shop is uh, Bitches Get Stitched Done. I actually, a listener just reached out to me the other day, and I'm making a really cool Firefly oh, cross stitch for him. That is so awesome. that's super exciting. Oh, hey, here's a new one. Oh. We, uh, on the website, I started a subreddit. It is at reddit.com slash r slash friendly atheist. Um, so oh, cool. friendly atheist is the name of the subreddit. It's right now mostly just reposts from the site. Uh-huh. But if you want to give it a shot and you like sharing stuff from Reddit, everything sure. is there too. I know there's some people that I'm just live on there. So oh I love it. I don't we'll know. We'll have how that it works. discussion in the future. Um, well, that can be our exchange of cultural ideas. I'll give you Star Wars, <laughs> you give me Reddit. I'll give you Reddit. Uh, cool. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks, guys.